0: here self-selected right so there's I guess immediately for me there's something that tells me there is a healthy drive inside of all of you to want to talk about things that have been going on in your life right like it's it's quite a big thing to put yourself forward to do this and I, I recognize that but it it also speaks to me that there's something really healthy inside of you that wants to talk wants to share wants to connect and so I wonder where the group wants to begin Right, like the idea that I have to cross that threshold alone is really what I'm, I'm picking out here. I, and I appreciate yeah. there's layers to this, but the layer that I'm kind of focusing on is the part of you that says uh, I need to do this alone and I need to have it savvy in my mind before I need to have perfected it mm. before I give it over to you. Rather yeah, than yeah, we
1: explore the messy together. I, I can see that. I know for a fact that she would love to do that, explore that with me. Um. I know. But I think... I, I think maybe I'm just too protective. I think... I I just want to make sure everything's OK before they come in. It's that whole concept, you know, for, like, let's say the house's alarm's going off. I'm going down. No-one else is going to go. I'm going to go down with someone. Else, but I, I would never let her down there, so why would I do it hypothetically in my head. Right, like I'm not going to let her
0: go into the basement with the feelings. I'm going to go first and then... Because
1: I think if I let her in Uh um, maybe I'm going to be trying to I don't know, it's a really hard concept, like it will be harder because I'm trying to make sure she's okay with what I'm talking about because maybe it's a bit too scary, maybe it's a bit too vulnerable for me to be scary, but what I'm saying, it might then scare her. I don't know. But, again, but, but I know for a fact that she'll be really good with it, and I know she'll be a really good listener. But.
0: but do you notice, and I think this is really important, you say something really profound, and then you say, I don't know. Yeah. And yet you do, because you've just told us. You do know, right? I think you've just really captured something very important there, which was, I'm not going to go and let her in, because I need to check that she is OK. My focus is on her, when actually it should be on me. Mm. And so I wonder about parents. Like, is there a mum or dad that you had to do that for?
1: No, I, I, I think uh, now my parents are really supportive. Um, we never really talked about mental health in the house until four years ago, maybe, like that.
0: You so never really talked? talked
1: about mental health, how you're feeling and stuff like that. So I talked about last time mm. how dad go from you know, not talking about anything, he would just bottle everything up. So now he will then tell me, like, he's emotionally drained. It's a very weird word for him to say because it's not anything he's ever said before. So, I don't know, like, I've always been allowed to express my feelings in that sense. But I think it's that same concept of being the older brother and stuff like that. I always find it weird. I can't do it in front of him, for example, because I'm meant to be the older brother, i meant to be stronger, whatever it might be. If he comes home from school crying, then it's it's alright. He can talk about it. Let's let's make sure you're okay. Um, but we've kind of developed that relationship now as well. We did our little mental health journey together. We talked about our school life, all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I, it's, it, maybe I'm just really upset of my wife. Like I really, I just don't want her to ever be upset. So.
0: But again, like if if you're willing, right? If you yeah, if you're willing to have a look at this. So when dad is emotionally closed off, as you're growing up.
1: Yeah. How is mum? Uh, she just gets frustrated.
0: Okay. So again, is there that pursuer withdrawal?
1: Yeah, maybe. So I, she I am. Very, I am very like my dad in that sense. We, okay. we, and you we, smile
0: we, when you
1: say yeah, that. Yeah, I, 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 we talked about this the other day. That's why I was like, I get very annoyed quickly about situations. Maybe it's like a family thing, or it's like something goes on. But he does the same thing as well. We'll, we'll go, we'll go over and get really angry, and then come back. and thought, actually, you know, it's that silly. We shouldn't have been like that. Um, and we were talking about that and I, my mum was like, you know, you're just like, your dad, you know, you need to calm down a little bit, like, um, and just to assess the situation. But I said, but I like the fact that you say that I like my, I'm like my dad.
0: Well, I was about to say, how is it to hear that from mum? How do you feel when she um, says <laughs> you've identified with your father? Yeah. Right? Like, she sees that. She sees this identification. How do you feel about that?
1: I, I really enjoy it. I really like it. I really like being...
0: The smile's back. Yeah. What's the smile?
1: It's just, it, I've all, throughout my whole life, my dad's always been my role model. So, I've always tried to do like going to the health sector like he did, all that kind of stuff. I've always put him on a pedestal because he deserves to be there. he generally is probably one of the greatest men I've ever met. So, when even the little annoying things that he does that annoys me, like get angry really quickly, I do it as well. But when someone says oh, you like your dad, then I, I don't really like it. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I hear
0: there's a lot of love there for Dad too, right? You say he's kind of on this pedestal and um, I, I hope this is kind of, for me, as we're talking about our stories, that the important thing for me about stories is that we tend to see, and like you just said, I catch glimpses of my own life in there, right? Something yeah, resonates yeah. And, and so uh, I appreciate I'm kind of focusing no, on you right me. now, but I'm sure other people will be kind of thinking about their own parents as I'm asking this, but... It's interesting to hear you say, when he gets angry with me, I might let that slide as though, you know, I'm sure you do have your own feelings about it, um, but the part of you that might just say, you know, give some permission, he gets a permission slip, right, it's okay, because he's my role model. But it's, it's fascinating to me to hear you say, well actually I am like my dad, right, he was more withdrawn, and my mum would pursue, she would get frustrated. And here I am in my relationship, and I withdraw, and she pursues,
1: right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I I always talk about evolution, and you need to take the next step, so evolving emotionally as well. But I do find myself just like, I'm exactly like my dad in that sense. So the stuff that he would do that would annoy me as a kid, I would have thought I'd grow up and and not do that. Mm -hmm. But I just do the same thing, to be fair.
0: Can I put something to you about that? And it's relevant to you all here. That when we avoid our feelings towards the people that we love, because we love them, right? Like the people that we love the most, we have the most intense feelings towards, we can have the most rage or they can disappoint us the most, so they can actually cause the most pain. One of the ways we can avoid looking at those feelings is by identifying with them. I don't have to, you know, face my feelings towards my dad if I am my dad. Hmm. Does that make sense? So the fact that you're kind of telling me, actually, I've taken on a lot of his qualities, right? And he also used to annoy me when he Mm. treated me like that, right? I wonder if maybe what gets squashed down are some of those feelings actually about what it was like to maybe want a father that was more available that I hear you've had in the last four years. Because in some ways, now you've got that contrast, we can really see what we didn't have. And I think you mentioned this before, Nick, you know, this idea in our last session about um, can I... It's almost like I don't have the right to um, have these feelings about something because I never experienced it. And I said, absolutely not. We can, we can actually long for what we never had, right? You don't have to have had it and it be removed to have like longed for it and desired it and it not be met. The wish hasn't been met.
2: It's interesting because I spoke to my older brother about this recently. <clears throat> Our dad left the family home very early on, so I didn't particularly grow up with a father figure, other than two older brothers who were not the best father figures. Let's say. Well, they um, became
0: the men of the house very. Yeah, young, my older brother right.
2: became the man of the house at like nine, ten years old. Yeah, let's say, that's and he knows that, and he's carried that that uh, title with him all the way through. But um, my brother sort of, my older brother floated the notion recently about you know someone asked him, do you miss your dad? And his first reaction was yeah. And he was straight away was like, oh, but. He wasn't there, mm-hmm. so how can I miss something that wasn't there? Mm. It's the notion of what it would have been. Yeah. The notion of having a, a role model that would have been there. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, like I say, I didn't have the father figure role model, but I had two older brothers who I idolised. Um, my older brother, which didn't treat my middle brother particularly well, and my middle brother didn't p- treat me particularly well. We still love each other, but there was a lot of issues there. Mm-hmm. So that's now led to me having a lot of difficulty with male figures older male figures in my life I'm very distrustful of, <coughs> I tend to sort of shy away from you know, an older male figure because of that, um, and there's this notion for me, which is interesting, we're talking about grief, um, and I don't really feel I can grieve because it's not something as heavy as miscarriage or suicide, but I feel like I'm grieving a childhood I never had.
0: Right, but also the death really psychologically of a father very young, because you were how old when Dad left?
2: Um, about two or three. Right. And I still saw him sporadically, but I remember making a deci- decision as a teenager that said, I'm not dealing with this person anymore, it's too much mm-hmm. emotional hassle. So that was my choice, mm-hmm. to walk away. But not having that figure through my childhood and having a different kind of childhood, one with a lot of tension, a lot of atmosphere, I kind of grieve the fact that I wanted a supportive atmosphere. I wanted a dad who, you know, I don't know what did dads do? Well, <laughs> they literally don't mind well, do, do they imagine? take you out and tell
0: me what you imagine? What do you, know, you imagine? Teach you to that ride a bike. Yeah.
2: Show you how to be strong. In, oh, God, it's like a Hollywood film. <laughs> I mean like, um, you know, I guess my male role models tended to bully each other. Yeah. And you know, because that, they were, we were kids, we didn't. You know, and I, I love my brothers massively, um, but there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of abuse. A lot of torment mm-hmm. between brothers. So that's what I kind of signify men as now, you know. I look at football grounds full of people shouting, swearing, and abusing each other, and I'm like, whoa, that is not a place I want to be. That really scares me, because that's what I had growing up, was two older right. m- role models you know, shouting but, and abusing each other. So
0: Because there's this anger, right, in these brothers of yours mm. that um, this father left and now there's no outlet for that anger so it goes into one another and it gets transferred down through yeah. the siblings and
2: as the youngest brother yeah. um everyone was always out to protect oh we've got to look after nick he needs looking after you. and i'm like no i don't i want to stand on my own two feet but from my whole life growing up i was always always needed protecting from the outside world so i'd go to school and i was protected because i had two older brothers i'd come back and i wasn't protected because my two older brothers were the bullies. Were the bullies. I don't have any resentment for it anymore. I did have a lot of resentment towards it. So it's this notion of uh, even you talk a lot about my, my, my what I should be. I should be the man of the house. I should be the role model. For me, I want to be something, but I've always been looked at as the baby.
1: Do I I, I, you know what I'm saying? That then. So my dad had quite a difficult childhood. Um, growing up, he's Asian. He came to quite a wide predominant area back in like the 80s or whatever mm-hmm. it was so it was quite tough for him he was the oldest sibling he looked after So parents from india so they're not then they're, they're very hard to integrate into the culture so they were the first generation here looked after his siblings a lot of fights whatever it might be but quite a difficult childhood um he lost his mom quite early on was in like his 20s just when i was born um but for him, I think, I guess the thing that I was going to relate to you about that kind of you know, you you don't need looking after, like, you can do it yourself. I think for us, he was very protective of me and my brother as kids. So, like, we almost he would always preempt it, it's very hypochondriac kind of thing, you know, make anxious. sure that we were, yeah, anxious. anxious, make sure we're safe, make sure we're doing things right, not doing this, don't do that, do this. Um, and it is a little bit suffocating as a kid, you want to just go and do it, but. He would always preempt it, so it's a bit frustrating when you couldn't go and learn that lesson yourself. And it is silly, like you don't need to. If someone's telling you, you don't need to go do that because that's going to happen. But as a kid, you just want to go do it. What's going to
0: happen? Let me let me just like flesh that out a bit. Like let's put some meat on the bones there. You can't do X because why?
1: Because something harmful might happen, or something. You know, like something you might get told off or it's a silly thing to do because you'll get hurt. Because or whatever it's it different
0: be, yeah. for you, right? Because you are not, like, the other people in your area, yeah. right? Like, this is the the communication. No, like, this
1: doesn't have to be that sense. I think this, this <laughs> can be anything as, like, just a kid. Like, don't go play out of the dark because you clearly, you you. Do you, you, might do you feel
3: that, um, so I, got, like, I understand that loads, especially when, like, you get, like, sometimes you look back at the stuff, like, like oh, why didn't I go and do that? And it's because... I didn't realise like, one of the massive things growing up is like how, obviously being a parent, I'm I'm not a parent, but I can imagine as a parent caring for someone's little life, how anxious that makes you. I didn't realise how anxious my parents were, Mm -hmm. and a lot of it was, a lot of like childhood growing up was like, no don't do that, but actually once you grow up as an adult you're looking at it and going, they were just they were just scared of being scared for me or being comfortable enough for me to go out on a skateboard mm-hmm. and like if they'd have just allowed me to go out on the skateboard but actually i might have fallen off but i could have got really good at being not falling off mm-hmm. but it was like no we're not having skateboards and you're like okay well that opportunity went and then you think i don't that you I, I know when you grow up you kind of go well if you just let me skateboard i could have got pretty good at skateboarding do you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but i I'd, I'd understand how you feel about the, people kind of, you take it as your parents knowing better, but right. actually it's just the fact that they're anxious about it and they don't want to feel bad right for it. Right. And then you you do get in little resentment spirals when Stop. you're like, you know, making a sales quote and you're like, I could have been a skateboarder. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, so you do get in those, but actually it's okay because they were just doing the best with the tools that they were given when they were right. growing up. You can
2: up. still be a skateboarder. I definitely
3: can't that. mate, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get one of those tech tech things just... Uh
1: but, like, yeah, I, now I can see where it's coming from. It was, like, it's scary having kids and stuff like that, and especially two kids who, like, want to fight, wrestle all the time and stuff like that. We were into martial arts and stuff like that back in the day. So I understand where it's coming from now, but, like, obviously that frustration comes into play now, and I guess that's probably where it comes from, trying to persuade the people is, well, I don't want you to get hurt, so let me do it with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like you know, you're building things around the house. You're making a bed, for example. Like as when you're a bit older and you're, yeah, like, mid-teens, I could do it. Don't worry. Let me do the screwdriver. Let me put mm. the nail in the wall, whatever it is. But he's always there. like, yeah, oh, no, Let yeah. me do it with you. Yeah. Let me do the first one, whatever it is. <laughs> and like it's frustrating. Then. It is right
0: because it's the let me be autonomous. Yeah. Right? Let, let me, me try. Let, let me, me experience things. be my these own things. man.
1: Yeah. Um, but then now I see me doing it. I, see, you know, oh, will let me do this. Let me let me do that. You know, my wife comes over, let's, um, I don't know, she's looking at holidays and stuff like that. First thing for me comes out of my mouth is, no, 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 no. Because I want time to think about it first. But I can't say just, yeah, let me think about it. I just go, no. And she's yeah. like, that's yes, your favourite word. But it's no, it gives me the chance to think about it and reflect in it and then come back and say, look. Right. But I, uh, I can see myself being a bit more controlling rather than allowing people to just have those experiences. But I think that's just because of how I was brought up.
0: But again, something really important there, let's underline that, which is rather than kind of um, being allowed to to explore that yourself, it goes to this controlling place. And so the really interesting part about that is when we're controlled, we have two options, right? We comply or we defy. And if we're complying, defiance turns up somewhere, right? Somehow, somewhere, it will turn up. And so the part of you that can say, I can also see now, maybe I'm a bit controlling, like my dad can be. yeah." And I guess ultimately whether it's an issue for you. Because I also hear in the same sentence, it does cause some friction with your wife, did you say, partner? Yeah, yeah. There is some friction there, right? Like, actually, is it a problem? Do I want to look at that?
1: Yeah, Yeah. No, definitely. I think you just... But then again, I'd I'd look at it and i I know where he came from. He was in a good place. He just didn't want us to get hurt Mm. or have like something go wrong because I know he would feel guilty about it even though we're the ones who did it so I completely I don't I don't hold anything against it and like I, th- we had a good childhood but I can see little bits of me wanting to make sure that everyone's okay safe don't yeah. do that even though I may have not experienced it myself but like don't do that let's do it together or I'll do it and then yeah the identification
0: yeah again.
1: definitely
0: yeah and Adam I'm mindful you're sat there and that um in our last session, you did share about your own experiences, right, with Sammy, and um, I'm wondering, sat here today, how, how this is managed. Well, it's, it's you. funny
4: because I was I was thinking about what what you said and how you kind of go away and process things, and then you can come back and maybe talk about it. And then I was thinking how I said to John, talking about it straight away, makes it feel better. But I think I think I do that. Mm. Um, and I think I do. I, I, we, we talk together when we know what it is that's making us feel how we are.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: When there are instances when I'm, when I'm at home and I'll feel I'll feel low, I'll feel down for some reason, and I don't know what it is, but Sammy calls me out on it, and she'll say, "You know what's up." Um,
0: yeah, they're perceptive. These people around us, aren't yeah. they? Yeah.
4: And, and I'll say, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, and she, so she, we've got to the point now where she'll say, well, when you find out what it is, we can, we can, we can have a chat because mm. it does frustrate her, um, mm. and I can see that frustration, um, which obviously that makes me feel even worse. But at the same time, I know that that's coming from a place of wanting to help
0: right? Like, Um, and I
4: was thinking about my parents and I'm very much like my dad and people remind me of that and my mum will even say you're too much like your dad because he's a constant worrier and he's he's this and he's that but I'm there thinking well actually I'm really proud to to be like my dad because Mm. that's that's what I wanted to that's what I want to do Um, so it's interesting that I'm saying it's great to, to talk about it straight away,
1: yet I'm still doing yeah. that I, kind of thing. I think you just need, I just need a couple of minutes to reflect, and th- that's the same with him as well. So he'll, he might flow off about something silly, like, I don't know, someone broke the glass, he'll go crazy for a second to shout about, but then he will come back with GI with it was an accident. So he'll go back and reflect, and I do the same thing. I can't dive into anything. I need to strategize or be methodical about anything, whether it be business, whether it be, I don't know, anything at all and especially with conversations as well and all feelings we need to think about what's going on in our head first let me figure out what it is before I come back and Mm -hmm. say and I do I do talk to her and I do say look it's just about for example my grandma this period of time is quite tough because she passed away around this period of time but also this was her favourite time Christmas New Year's we'd always go to a house so that time when I was in bed I did come back and said look do you know what I think it's just because like we're not doing anything for Christmas and normally we'd be at her house so I'm just trying to process that emotion mm-hmm. Um so I will come back to her but it's in that moment when I know she wants to be just let in and just say let's talk but I need to I need to regroup regroup and just figure out what it is and then I'll come back and talk to you
0: yeah
1: I think it's funny that
4: so when when somebody does say that and kind of acknowledges that I'm feeling a certain way i can then switch off from it and the 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 reason that i'm feeling that way comes to me whereas if i'm trying to figure out what it is my mind goes completely blank and i don't know why Mm
0: -hmm. and i'll say
4: that i I don't i really don't know Mm -hmm. but until the point where she says what's up i'm feeling like i'm searching for what's up and i can't get there but when she said that it kind of I, i switch off from it and you know, the, the thought, or the idea as to why I'm feeling like I do, it pops into my head, so...
0: So something about her presence frees you up to get yeah. to where you need to be? Yeah.
4: And I don't know if... If I'm like, OK, I'm feeling like I am, I don't know whether, if I started a conversation, Sammy, I'm feeling like this, I don't know whether that thought would then come, because I know that the questions would be, why? Mm-hmm. Why are we feeling like that? Um, so i don't know whether it would be helpful to start that conversation straight mm. away or let it get to a point where she does acknowledge or get frustrated about right. how i'm feeling so that i can unlock that so I, d- I don't know what the right way to go about it is
0: and who's and to say there's a right way but isn't it telling i guess the bit that i'm circling back around to is there's this parallel between the both of you where the women in your life and i'm thinking mothers now actually, are both saying to you, you're too much like your father. <laughs> right.
1: yeah. but always, This is your good day of day. And, and you, <laughs> I, you I resonated
0: with that too, right? Like, I like yeah, that. I yeah, want to be like yeah. my dad.
4: I think, again, it would come from a place, because my mum's seen my dad in, at his worst times, and she maybe doesn't want that for me. Mm-hmm. So I can see that that's coming from a place of, of care and, and of, of, of nurturing and trying mm-hmm. to maybe prevent a situation that she became uncomfortable with mm-hmm. uh, because she saw my dad how how he was um, so maybe that 's why she 's saying that i mean mm-hmm. I think honestly you obviously my mum thinks the world of my dad um they 've been married for what twenty five twenty six years um And it's a really strong relationship
0: yeah but it can be complex too like you're saying there's been dark like dark difficult times and there's been good times
4: but at the same time i think she would be proud if i turned out like him as well so Uh. it's only you know it's the qualities that obviously brought them together Mm. and what she sees in my dad um as opposed to the qualities that she sees in me that she doesn't necessarily want want to see Mm. because they came from a dad mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's a strange one um, but I think it would, it's coming from a place of, of care and nurture and, uh, and concern maybe
0: mm-hmm. Is it similar to like we spoke there with your mum will uh, pursue dad then at those times and then this is similar with Sammy? I can
4: see it happening
0: right.
4: I don't know whether I've ever witnessed it happening um, but just from what you were saying about mm-hmm. maybe that's come from a a different point, but yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sammy will pursue it because she knows that it'll unlock me to be able to talk about it, and then I'll feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than she's going to pursue it because, well, I don't know. I, I, yeah, Do you I, think
0: she's frustrated?
4: I think she gets frustrated, definitely. If I if I close myself off mm-hmm. and. Um,
0: you when know. you say close yourself off, can I just clarify, like, is it like a stonewalling as in, you said, like, I go quiet for a day, right, which can be stonewalling, right, mm. I literally, you're not getting through the wall, is it like that, or is it something different? I'll definitely
4: different? go, I'll definitely go quiet, I won't be as talkative, um, I'll be in my own head, I'll be, mm. you know, even you're if... are
0: inaccessible.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll be, you know, I could be playing with the kids, and are kind of not not there
0: right not emotionally which, present
4: yeah which then you know brings up a whole other load of feelings that you, know, you want to be there for the kids and make sure that they're uh, you know have a good time are they engaged are they are they learned it
0: yeah because um, there's very like a lot of ways to be an absent dad right yeah. i mean speaking about physically but emotionally <coughs> too and that um that that also sounds like it's painful to you actually that you yeah, can see that you're not there
4: Usually painful because I mean, obviously we'll, we'll talk about it when when it gets around to to mm. my turn. But um, I think I've identified that I was, and it it sounds awful to say, but I I don't even know if I can say mm. it. Um,
3: Can do you safe time. time. You're in a safe space.
4: <sighs> it's difficult because, you know, I've got someone here that wants a kid. So much so, and I feel that and it's not the case anymore, but I and it might be for a different reason, but I resented my baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I think it was because of how much pain I saw Sammy in during the birth, mm-hmm. um, and we were both in a in a, in a really bad place afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so when you heard me say, if you've not fully resolved what's gone on with loss at times, too, that it can surface right with our next children. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. That um, that really hit me. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was thinking, yeah. about yeah. not you really would, talking. You withdrew
0: here, and I noticed that, yeah. Yeah.
4: So, to say that you, you resent your, your kid is, yeah, shit. Sure. <laughs> um,
0: but I want to also say it's the most normal thing too, right? Mm. You've just heard me say we have the most mixed feelings towards those that we love.
4: Yeah. So
0: I love my children and I hate my children.
1: I don't think you would have ever have
2: felt that could have possibly happened when you're at the point I'm at now, but then obviously yeah. you don't know how you're going to feel, do
4: you? Yeah. I mean, we've, we've said, you know, over Christmas and New Year, um, it feels like everyone else has had a break, but, you know, the kids have been off nursery, mm-hmm. it, it's not a break, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's a, a second job. It's
0: relentless.
4: <laughs> but it's 24-7. Yeah. 7. yeah. Um, and we've had a lot of help, don't get me wrong, you know, um parents have been great, um, and they love going to the going to the grandparents is you know it's a it's a, a really good event it's a high event every you know every week they go around um, but it's still been it's still tough they still come home to you to, I mean they're the three and they're one so it's it's like they constantly needing that that attention and looking mm-hmm. after um, so it's, yeah, it's difficult when you you feel those emotions of I've just had enough mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just I'm completely touched out, and mm. I need I need you know adult time. Yeah. I need to go away and you know play my guitar or go for a run, you know, which I haven't done for about three years. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, and
0: but who am yeah. I? I'm lost in this role of being a father. Mm. Right, where I, am I?
4: I? Yeah, that was something right at the start when Lottie was born. I felt like I'd lost who who I was because I was I was just and I I don't mean to no honestly don't do don't about I was just a dad um mm. and I, yeah I felt like I'd I'd lost who Adam was we were we were in our own business so it was it was like I couldn't it was yeah it was that it, it was so conflicting because we we own a business to have the option to spend time with our kids and then it's like I can't escape
0: mm-hmm. um, trapped yeah Yeah. and yet it, I, you know I really feel how painful it is to acknowledge that right like I, I'm sure we could all see that it's so it's so painful to acknowledge these really strong mixed feelings towards our children because it it is alongside deep protection like primal feelings of protection but alongside that primal feelings of rage at times, right? Like I am just infuriated with you and if I could be rid of you, I would. And that can be so complex when we've had loss, right? And th- there has been a loss of a child, yeah. And the guilt then that brings.
4: Yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll wallow in it and I'll stew in it and I'll so keep on to it.
0: you use it as a way to punish yourself. Yeah, definitely. Right.
4: Yeah. Which I'm, with, with my therapist, with, I'm getting better at, Mm-hmm. Um, acknowledging the feelings earlier mm-hmm. and uh, you know wh- like I said I don't know whether it's best to, to go off have a, a def- definition of why I'm feeling like that and then talk about it which makes me feel better or whether to just dive in and kind of explore it together with, with Sammy
0: mm-hmm.
4: um, but uh, yeah I definitely use you know that um, that feeling in, in your stomach that we talked about that we like um, almost that that, that guilt mm-hmm. feeling um, so well I should be feeling like that so
0: so it feels strange if you don't have the guilt um, or I've not understood that say that again
4: so when y- you know if I'm I guess if I'm subconsciously using it as a, as a as a punishment mm-hmm. you feel those feelings and you think well, well that's how I should be feeling so it's so good kind of
0: thing. Right, like am I allowed to not be punishing myself? Am I allowed to be free of guilt? Am I allowed to...
4: Yeah, yeah. Um.
0: Can I ask, did that just start, sorry, did it just start, was that feeling there before children? Or was it only after, so it was there already? Okay, so it has deeper roots. Yeah. Yeah, and this is maybe another way in which uh, another thread it could be added to, another way to punish, right? But it, it sounds like it was already rooted there. I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, I wouldn't know where from, but
0: mm.
4: I th- I, yeah, it was. It was there before.
3: You were saying about how unless it's there, like. Um, it, it has to be there or you get satisfied from having it there even though mm. it's a bad feeling we mm. do get satisfied from doing that I think we talked about it in the first session mm-hmm. when we were saying about having to make things harder for ourselves to mm-hmm. prove and like go up or whatever and it provides that stress or it provides yeah. that feeling and uh, Nick at the start of it when you said um, when you were like oh yeah when when things are good I'm just waiting I'm just looking around going alright when's the bad thing gonna come then mm. <laughs> um, and I feel it's though it, it does do that and I kind of understand both because I do exactly the same. And I also add them like at points when it's, you've got that inside, you're like, my body's satisfied itself. I know that this is, I know that this isn't the way that I want to <coughs> deal or, or anything, but somehow I've managed to satisfy what I've needed inside over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've ended up, I'm like kind of too... Different directions, like yeah. and it's uh, so it's just interesting that in very separate kind of spheres you've both like alluded to it. Yeah.
2: Don't you think that look, the guilt plays a massive part in our like suffering? Because we were talking first of all about how we all kind of feel like we should protect those around us, and if we don't, we if we're not protecting them, then we kind of feel feeling guilty. I suppose, uh, John, you were saying about how you needed to keep those feelings in. Mm-hmm. And then Jiv and you were saying as well, like you wouldn't kind of let your feelings out um. because you feel like you need to be protective. And then, yeah, it's just crazy how that's what kind of drives us to kind of keep our kind of thoughts and, and feelings in and we, we suffer. Just because, because there is we're, a
0: loving part there too, yeah. right? You're, here, you're talking about protection. And that's why I said, as though you're going to damage them. Right, as though those feelings are so uh, dangerous, mm, exactly. forbidden, yeah. that you couldn't express them.
1: It's like a double-edged sword, though like, you get the guilt because you and don't you want it as well in a way. You, you don't, don't want, want, it, you don't want, want to it out because you're trying to protect them, right? And you feel guilty because actually you know it would just do good for them to know what's going on in yourself. You know that they would love you to open up. And then you feel guilty because you're not allowing them to do that, not allowing them to have that, share that experience. So then it's just double. There you just get double guilt going on. Yeah. But. Um, but
0: yeah. you mentioned about the pleasure too, and so when I hear you say that, keeping in mind we spoke about compliance and defiance, you withhold, right? I withhold from you, and you're not getting it. I'm not giving it up.
3: I. I. Did, so it's one thing that you said uh, when you said earlier about. So I'd, I had a relationship that like broke up kind of last year and it was very much when you were saying instead of just opening up and just being there, I very much like in, in a separate way then had to in my snapshot of the head was like, I have to do this on my own. I have to go away and sort myself out. I have to like go and figure out all the reasons, and then I can come back in. I have
0: to exile myself. I have
3: to exile myself. I have to go into into my own cocoon, and then I can. But I ended up just completely shutting the person out. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, like, she um, she went and found her own happiness somewhere else. But then that also satisfied, satisfied my need to, um, to feel, ah, oh, Deprive
0: deprived. yourself. Then yeah, too, yeah, right? to
3: be like, oh, it wasn't worth it, or yeah. I couldn't open arms and share. So I would say, uh, upon reflection of going through that process and understanding that I do it, like, definitely, like, open up, man, and, and go with that. And they will love you more for it. And no, that's definitely. what that's And what I what
1: think, it, we, you know, we, we want to have kids soon, wherever it might be. And I know for a fact that I, wanna, I want my kids, I want to be, that open person so that the kids understand that it's okay to be open and it's that this is the reason why we're doing it right it's we want the people out there now but also the younger generation to to understand it's okay to let it out so that's something i am working on i'd love to to you know pre, when Priya my wife she says what's wrong i can just say do you know what i'm not sure there's something weird going on but practice that yeah. right like
0: right now absolutely go for it
1: but, uh, so she
0: says uh, tell me <laughs> what's going
1: on no, 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 I'm good I'm good I'm good. I'm exactly right so yeah.
0: if we were to replace that if we were to put in a new story for you yeah. right so it could go differently how would it go she says what's going on I notice you've gone quiet
1: yeah I, I, I definitely want to say do you know what look, I'm feeling there's something going on I don't know what it is I can't put a tangible thing to it but I'm feeling a bit down I'd love to say that I'd love to say it. I'm feeling a bit down um i'm not sure what it is but if you want to talk, let's, let's talk about it but there's not much i can say but yeah but yeah um yeah that's and the idea I'm, of
0: doing that like how I'd, does that make you feel right no, now i'd
1: love to do it but it's in that moment is that i'd love right. right now saying it when i'm feeling good and feeling okay like i'd love to do that in that moment though it's i don't know like i feel bad for feeling the way i'm feeling because i don't want her to get upset because oh my god my husband's like. Something's really yeah, Like something's wrong with him, and like something's upset. Do you Start think she sat
0: there thinking you're fine?
1: <laughs> nah, she knows. No, yeah, yeah. I, I know, That's the thing, and I know she knows I'm upset. So it's right. that weird kind of. Just gotta break that barrier, that that little kind of glass dome, and yeah. just say, look here, this is. And I you know, know. You've just indirectly said it to her anyway, because she'll watch this. No, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> what <laughs> is, that's what it is, like, We're all good though, cool. yeah. I,
3: I also think it's um, definitely like. Uh, how am I writing this without getting hate on the Internet? Sometimes as, a, as like a bloke, like I feel as though we don't appreciate like how strong women are. Oh, um, and I've definitely done it where I'm like, right, no, she wouldn't be able to deal with that. She wouldn't mm-hmm. understand it. But actually, like they are unbelievably strong, and like they can work things out for themselves. They're like patient, they're very like resilient and stuff. But I definitely, in that moment where you're, where you go, you know that you want to go. I'm really do like. I'm really down. But you de- there's like a fight. There's like two ways that you go, and you go, yeah, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are clearly not, and it's because you don't want to kind of put it in because you think. And I, I'm not saying you, but I've definitely thought she wouldn't be able to handle that. Like she'll go off the rails. She'll like go <coughs> this. When actually, like she would have been, and she would have been very capable of processing it. <laughs>